Good morning, everybody. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Welcome to our show here from Sports Radio 810 WHB, our flagship station, where I am every Sunday morning from 7 to 8 a.m. talking about the mental side of sports and look forward to doing our show this morning as we talk about some topics I think will be interesting to you and take some calls and get into discussions about the mental side of sports. I'm in my 42nd year of work as a sports psychologist. I've had the privilege to work with athletes all over the country, all kinds of levels, from the Olympics, professionals, collegiate, high school, youth sports. And I love doing this show. I'm in my 32nd year on the radio, 22nd year at Sports Radio 810 WHB. And I look forward to being here every Sunday and getting into conversations with you about mindsets and attitudes and sportsmanship and things like that. You know, one of the things that I've noticed a lot lately in talking to clients and talking to just people in general is the behavior at, at sporting events, especially youth sports events and high school events. You know, at the professional and collegiate level, you're going to see, obviously, a lot of wild stuff going on, um, especially in colleges. But when you go down to the high school and youth levels, I'm hearing more and more people telling me they don't want to go. They're embarrassed about the behaviors of the people who are there. And it seems like it seems like almost all the time at a game there's someone who goes crazy. That could be at a High school baseball game where parents screaming at the umpires about officiating, about calls. It could be at a youth eight and under basketball game where a dad starts screaming at the referees about not calling fouls. It could be a, at a girls softball game where a parent starts screaming at the coaches of the other team. So I want to see, I want to talk about why do you think this is going on at the rate it is now? I want to open up our phone lines right away at 913-3810-810. And I'd really like to hear from anyone who wants to call in. As you know, this show's on early on Sunday. But I'd like to hear from some officials, some referees, some umpires, some lines, linesmen. Maybe your son or daughter is calling offsides at a soccer game. Or they're the sideline ref. Or maybe you're, you're an umpire at a baseball game. Maybe you've been an umpire at a baseball game and you quit because you're tired of the abuse. There, there are all kinds of studies out now showing youth sports activities are hurting because we're losing officials. We're losing umpires, losing referees. They don't have enough because people are tired of the abuse. So I'd like to see if anyone's brave enough to call in who has been a referee, an umpire, an official, or maybe still is. I know I have people that call up the show quite a bit who are. And get your thoughts on this. Our phone number is 913-3810-810. You know the number, 
3810810. If you have officiated a game, you've probably heard a parent or somebody, doesn't necessarily have to be a parent, yell at you about a call. Yell at you about the travel you didn't call or the foul you didn't call or that was a strike. Where are your get your eyes checked? Why are you out there? Come on, get your head in the game. And this happens repeatedly and it's getting worse. Like I said, we're losing you sports referees and officials. There are some games in this country now being canceled because there's nobody to umpire or officiate. And what I keep hearing is they're tired of the abuse. People are quitting because they're tired of the verbal abuse they're getting from people in the stands. You know, I've been going to sporting events my whole life. I'm 68. I've mentioned forever on this show I've been going to the Chiefs game since the first game I ever played down at Old Municipal Stadium in, in 1963, got the program from that first game. You know, I've been, I think I've missed nine Chiefs games when I've been in town my whole life. Since I moved home from grad school, when I've been in town, I've missed two games. One was the day after my oldest son was married, was not married, at born. <laughs> the day after he was born. No, wait a minute. I was there, excuse me, I was there the day after he was born. It was the day after I got married. I, You know, it's early. It's the, my producer, J, J, the Drake, is laughing his head off. Yes. No, I was there the day after he was born. Because my wife at the time said, go. You don't want to be here and see all my friends, which is true. But I was there. I missed the, the, the day after I got married and the day I had food poisoning. Other than I've gone to all these games. I, I, I've listened to all this craziness. That's a, it's a professional game. You hear that. But why are we at a point now, at the youth level, especially, as well as high school, where we're getting parents, grandparents, cursing out officials, and they're all quitting? 913-3810-810 is the number. I want to hear from you. Let's go first to Dan. Dan, good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning. Uh, just calling in. I've uh, kept score in hockey, and it was way back, like 1995, and it was just two games. But uh, there were some gripes over shots on goal and stuff like that. But uh, part of it right now, I think, is just monetization of things and also uh, there needs to be more robust regulation and it's outside of sports completely, but just uh, electronic devices. Like people making people's lives difficult. And it really shows up in youth sports with uh, bullying right now. Okay, expand on that for us. Uh, expand just, uh, well, Migo High School, I think it was uh, 2018 through 2021, had over 160 suicides. Good grief. Yes. So that's about 30, 35 a year. When was this? And, uh, 2018. Pardon me, 2017 through 2020. And I found out because I lived out in the area and drove by and there was a uh, sign for a week stand down at the high school. And 
was for cyberbullying. And you could really see stuff like that perforate through the entire community. And are you feeling that that's just horrendous to hear that? That the the abuse then just carries over into sporting events where people feel they can say whatever they want and uh, be no, verbally abusive? Like a cyberbullying, like if officials don't play ball <laughs> to make somebody look better or anything like that, and it's even kids that have access to applications that can just affect someone's life. So it's just maybe, you know, officials are like, it's not worth it. So you're saying that the bullying that goes on, which carries over into youth sporting events, the officials are like, I don't need to put up with this, so they're quitting. That is where I would go with it, and also just uh, the economy right now. Well, you know, you know, we, I spent we, $20 yesterday on eggs, one piece of meat. Well, right. Well, we're not going to get in all that. But but as far as far as you know, high school and youth sports events, you're saying that the bullying has a big impact on why this goes. You think that's why this is going on in part? People yeah. people feel they can say whatever they want, be abusive, be verbally abusive, and no repercussions for it. Verbally abusive and more. Like uh, when I was in high school, I played hockey for three years, and the coach had four or five people on the team where he would not even go near them and not go near the parents. Because? Uh, bullying for like not enough playing time. You don't know what's going on type stuff. All right. Well, I think you're validating why I brought this up today, Dan. I appreciate your call. And we'll see what some other people say about it. You take care of yourself, and thanks for sharing your thoughts. Appreciate it. Thank you. Good day. That frees up our lines here at nine one three three eight ten eight ten. Okay, so if you if you have you been at a youth sports game or a high school game and heard someone losing it, it could be a grandparent, it could be a mom cursing out the refs, yelling inappropriately. Have you ever heard that? And if so, what do you do? You know, here's the other thing. What do you do when that goes on? I talked about earlier this year, in the past year, uh, an idea I had, and I'd like to see what if, if anybody wants to comment on this. My idea was, at youth sports events, because of this dramatic increase in, in verbal abuse, there would be a system set up for every team. And some people don't like this, but what else are we going to do? Every game, there's a designated parent who sort of watches over every the other parents. Unfortunately, the coach has to be in charge at the end. So every game, there's a rotating parent, different parent every game. And there are some guidelines on behavior in terms of what you can say, the language you use. And if a parent gets out of control, the designated parent then goes to the coach. I don't think the parent should confront the other parent because then there'll be a fight, which is just making what I'm talking about not happen even worse. Goes to the coach. Coach calls timeout. Coach comes up to the stands and tells the, the parent who's been verbally abusive or physically, for that matter, this is your warning. 
you got to stop. If you don't, you're going to be asked to leave. And then the option with asking them to leave is that their child goes with them. Now, some people say, don't, don't punish the kids for their parents' behavior, which in some ways is true. But at the same time, if you punish the parent and their child has to leave as well, that could be a wake-up call. Well, let's see what you think on that. That's an idea I've had that some people have said makes some sense because we've gotten to the point now where this behavior is getting out of control. All right. Our phone number is 913-3810-810. We're going to go to break here in a second. I'd like to hear from if you're if you are if you've been at a high school or youth sporting event and there's been somebody yelling at the refs, yelling at the officials, screaming at their kids, screaming at the other kids. This this is the this is the question that everybody has. You're sitting there in the stands and there's an out of control parent on your team. What do you do? Well, a lot of people just sit they'll they'll oh, let's move over there. Let's get away from him. Or they'll sit on their hands or they'll ignore it. Then there might be somebody brave enough to go up and hey, Bill, you're losing it. And then they're afraid Bill may may turn around and punch him. Which, of course, then makes things worse. So if you've been at a game and there's been a parent on your team, a grandparent, an uncle, an adult, who is acting embarrassingly, what do you do? 913-3810-810 is our number. If you're an official, you're an umpire, you're a referee, and you have been the target of verbal abuse by a parent or by an adult in the stands, what do you do? 913-3810-810 our number. Give me a call. Let's talk. We're on Leader in Sports, Sports Radio 810 WHB. Here you go. High school, Bruce. That's right. I went to Shawnee Mission North, graduated in 1972, 51 years ago. It's like really bizarre when you sit and think about stuff. You know, when you get older, it's like, how can I be this old? Went to our 50-year high school reunion last fall. And uh, I know, it, it, it's just getting scary as we get older how fast it happens. Anyway, I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. I'm here every Sunday morning from 7 to 8 a.m. here at Sports Radio 810 WHB. And today's topic is this, and I'd like to get some calls on this. I'm I'm talking about behavior at youth and high school games by the fans. And I'm talking about the fact that we are losing referees, umpires, and officials at an alarming rate. They're quitting. There are games having to be canceled now because there is no one to officiate. Why? Because they're tired of the verbal abuse they're getting from the fans, specifically parents, grandparents, uncles, aunts in the stands. All right. Have you ever officiated? If you have, I'd like to hear from you and get your thoughts. Do you agree with it? Maybe you disagree. Maybe you say, no, it's not that bad. Our phone number is 913-3810-810. Or do you have a son or daughter who has been a sideline ref at a soccer game or an umpire at a youth, youth softball or baseball game? 
you know, you're, they, what do you make, $10, $15 a game, something like that? It's not much. But when you're 15, 16 years of age, that's good money. You umpire three games, that's 45, maybe 45 bucks in a night. And when you're 16 years old, that goes a long way. All right. Why is this happening? Well, we can look at society and how our society's gotten so ugly with all the anger and the angst going on everywhere. But it's trickled down to youth sports. And we're having a problem today with this. So I'd like, if you are, have been or are an umpire, a referee, an official, or your son or daughter has, I'd like to hear from you and get your thoughts on this. 913-3810-810 is our number. I have all kinds of clients I see in my office, and this is something that almost comes up about every other week. Every other week I'm getting somebody saying about, I just, I just, well, I just had a baseball player on Friday. High school baseball player in play. He plays junior varsity. And he was talking about the game he had earlier this past week. And there was a fan of the other team who was repeatedly cursing at the umpire. And he goes, but nobody did anything. It was it was a man. He goes, I don't know who, who it was, but he was cursing repeatedly at the umpire. Making a fool of himself. And their team was way ahead, too. He goes, but he kept going on and on and on. He goes, he goes, Dr. Jacobs, I, I didn't know what to do. You know, I, I'm listening to this guy, and he's just out of control. All right, has that happened to you? 913 is the number. I'd like to hear, I'd like to get an official, an umpire, a referee to call up and tell me if you agree or disagree with this. Is the behavior at Youth and high school games by the fans getting out of control. 913 is the number. All right, the Drake's in here today taking care of the board. He always has good comments on this one. So let me see. Well, you, Jason, you're, you're, you're talking about the, you know, what should I do? I, what's, I can't remember the exact quote. You know, all it takes for evil to happen is for good people to do nothing. And, you know, there's a, a lot, good, I like that there's a lot of good people sitting there hearing that. And it is really, really hard to be the person that speaks up. But somebody needs to. And if everybody, you know, or a majority of the people said, hey, this is not cool, it might stop. All right. We'll get that phone and we'll see what they say. But th- th- that's my point. That's why I think we need at youth sports events to have some kind of a system set up. And a lot of people don't agree with this, but I think there needs to be a designated parent, different parent every game who sort of watches the other parents. And if somebody gets out of control, they report it to the coach. And then the coach has to be the one who's going to have to, to lay the law down. All right, let's go to the phones. Let's see what Brad has to say. Brad, good morning. Dr. Jacobs, how you doing? Robert, I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for calling. Get your thoughts on this. My thoughts is I've taught Coach Little League football and uh, basketball as well. And what I saw is a lot of the parents come to the game uh, intoxicated, and a lot of them think their players are better than what they are. And for me, I think as a, a fan, see someone acting that way, I don't think you should uh, walk up to them because I, I feel like if someone's that far out and far gone, that they're going to fight you or maybe even shoot you. But the problem is always the parents. And it's usually the dad. I have never seen a mom go crazy. But these dads, I guess they never played and 
they really just don't understand, and they think their kid is better than what they are. Well, well hold on a second here. You said you never heard of a mom. I haven't. L- 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 well, last year, let me share a story. Last year, uh, there was an umpire in Mississippi at a softball game who was getting verbally attacked during the game by a mom in the stands who was wearing a, by the way, her T-shirt said Mother of the Year. Okay, and after the game, and I can't remember this lady's name. She's been on my show before. She got cold cocked, knocked down, black eye, and then this lady ran off. She got arrested and charged with assault, and she was a mom. So it does, there are moms that do it, too. Okay, so, so let me ask you, Brad. You're saying we can't do anything because they may be drunk. Because then you're afraid if they're drunk, they're going to get in a fight with you. Correct. And then it's just going to escalate. If I was a fan, I would just walk away. I would just leave because it's just going to escalate. Well, okay, but but see, I, I hear what you're saying, and I get it. But what does that solve? Then you're walking away, and this, this person is screaming. You know, who gets hurt by this, Brad? The kids, right? I, I understand, but I'll tell you this, and this is, this is the real deal. I have talked to people that have actually got in fights with people like that. They go to court, and they lose. They lose. Because it just seems to me like the judge is not on your side when something like that happens. So you're probably going to lose going to court. You get into one of these people, especially if you strike first. Okay. I think we have to have a guideline for these games. That's discuss- So you have a preseason meeting. Do you have a preseason meeting as a coach? Yeah. Okay. Do you sit down with the parents and talk about sportsmanship and talk about practice schedules and talk about, you know, uniforms and all that type of stuff, right? Right. Okay. But but why not? But in the sportsmanship aspect, what do you say? Uh, well, you know, you you think most of them know that. But, but, again, when you have those meetings, most of the time the parent don't come. They usually send someone else or maybe the dad will come and the mom doesn't show up or vice versa. And the person that don't come to the meeting is usually the one at the game. So it's just all kind of things that run into it. I think if it was me, I would allow no parents, or they'd have to be at least 200 feet away. Well, in Cleveland, several years ago, they had a thing called Silent Sunday, and that is where at soccer games the parents were behind a, a chain-link fence way way away from the field, like 30, 40 yards away from the field. They weren't allowed to be close. And you know what those kids said? Uh, they never had more fun. <laughs> hey, and I'll tell you one more thing. And I've seen this, and I tell you, it's the, it's the real deal. You know, one of the number one problems those fights are caused by the coach, the referees, or the coaches. One of the two usually are having some type of relation with one of the moms on the team. Well, I don't know about that. I'm not saying that doesn't happen, but not not with 14 year old kids. I mean, oh, you're surprised? No, I'm talking about their parents. So the coach have a good relation with their parents, and he's just doing all the favors for this kid. It's really not that good. The other ones notice that they approach him, and here we go with a big brawl. Well, let me let me ask you a question, Brad. Are you still coaching? No, I wouldn't do it for a million dollars. Okay, well, you're you're validating why I brought this topic up today, sir. Look, thank you for your call, and just you know that you're you're why I brought this up, and why we need to, and, and it's also why we need to do something about it. Right? Because who, in the end, Brad, who's getting hurt by all this? Oh, the kids. The are, kids are. The, telling a, somebody a fan to go and try to solve something. That's not a good deal. Well, but we need to do something. Doing nothing nothing makes it worse. Correct. Yeah, the umpire that I talked to last year, her name was Christy Moore, down in Mississippi. And 
It's always great to have a cell phone with text because my wife just texted me her name, Tristy Moore, and wonderful woman who came on the show. And I mean, this this lady got broadsided, black eye. She was on all the news all over the country because this mo- a twelve year old game. This mom was blasting her verbally because she didn't like the calls. And then after the game, she comes over and knocks her out and blackens her eye. Ah. All right, Brad. Thanks for your call, sir. You take care. I appreciate it. Thank you. Nine one three. Three eight ten eight ten is the number. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I'm talking today about this behavior by fans at youth and high school games. I am hearing more and more stories, and it's stories, factual explanations. We can say of an out of control adult at a youth sporting event or a high school event. We're losing referees and umpires at alarming rates. There are games being canceled because there's nobody to officiate because they're too scared of the parents. So if you're an official or a referee, I'd like to hear from you. Have you quit? Like, like Brad, he won't, he doesn't want to coach or be around it anymore. Why? Because of the parents. That's pretty scary. And he's saying the games he's at, they're coming loaded. They're drunk. You know, at 10 in the morning? Well, probably there are some people that are. So what do we do? 913 is the number. So my producer, the Drake, we are talking when that call came in. You're saying you're seeing this across the board in a lot of things. Yeah, it seems to be, you know, I... I know a lot of young teachers who are giving it up. I know a lot of experienced teachers who say, I just can't handle the abuse from parents. You know, their, their student doesn't do, uh, doesn't do the reading, doesn't turn in homework, does poorly on the tests, and it's my fault, according to the parents. And, you know, they, a lot of these parents just expect their children to be getting A's and everything without putting in the work on their own, and they blame they blame the teachers. It seems to be, you know, youth sports is a wonderful thing, and I hope we get this figured out for the sake of youth sports, but, you know, <laughs> it pales in comparison to uh, overall education of, of children in this country or anywhere, and if, if it, you know, if it ruins the education system, oh, man, that's, that's going to ruin the country for 100 years. You know, as I'm, I'm listening to you, and you've known me a long time. My mind starts going, okay, so failure. I'm thinking fear of failure, fear of losing, fear of screwing up, fear of, of not getting what you want, okay? That's what's popping in my head. So some, some parent in the stands is angry because they don't think their, their daughter – had the right calls made on them, so they're going to yell at the umpire. So what does that accomplish? Okay, well, it's going to upset the umpire. It's also going to upset the child because your child is listening to your mom cursing out the umpire. And then what does that do to that child? Well, it's going to put pressure on them. All right, better swing. I got to get a hit because mom's ticked off. And it makes it worse. So I, I, I think, we, you know, you're saying in the classroom as well. But I think in, in the sporting event world, we've gotten to the point now we have to we have to do something. You know, 
Youth sports in the last 20 years has exploded exponentially. The amount of money in youth sports is, it, it, there's probably more money in youth sports than just about any other. It, it, yeah, there aren't the millions that the professionals being paid. But when you take youth sports all over the country, there's billions of dollars in, in, in expending uniforms and tr- tournaments and trophies and traveling and everything else. So probably, it, you know, it adds up probably not to the millions that these play, NFL players, NBA players, baseball players are getting paid. But still, it's an enormous amount of money. So why can't we do something about the behavior of, of parents? Tell me, why do you think we, we – why, why isn't it done? Why, why are people so scared? Is it because of what Brad just said? Cause, I think that's a lot of it. I, I do. And, you know, it's, we're in such an instant gratification world. You, you know, sports are a great metaphor for life with the winning and the losing and the, the perseverance. And we're so used to, you know, with, with our cell phones and, and all this technology, getting what we want right now, you know. Oh, I see. I, I just thought of something I liked. I click two buttons on my phone. It'll, it'll be on my front door tomorrow. Um, uh, it's just su- such instant gratification. I, I don't think a lot of the parents want to watch the whole season to see their child's growth. I think they just want to see them succeed on every single play, and that's not the way the world works or or sports. And um, how are we going to, you know, I mean, are we going to have to have police at every, you know, every child's sporting event? I, mean, I know, I know, that's, I know somebody brought that up. Well, we've got to, I'm like, you need to have... A, a a police person, a, a, an administrative person, a, a, some kind of you know pol- policeman or woman at, at every youth sports game. That's crazy. First it of all, is. there aren't enough people to do that. Yeah, exactly. So so that's why to me, I think we need to set up guidelines, and these youth sporting events need to, to put something together like this. Like the plan I've got, I, unless somebody can come up with a better one, I don't know. But I think. You designate a rotating parent every game who watches the behavior of the other parents, and, and you describe what out-of-control behavior is. Do we, have, uh, do we have delays, you know, like a rain delay? We have a screaming delay? All right, everybody off the field until the screaming's done. Oh, okay, that person is fin- finished with their tantrum. Everybody back out. See, what I don't, what I don't think the people who are doing this behavior realize is the people that are damaging the most of their kids. Their their kids are innocent victims most of the time. And they see mom screaming and going crazy at the game. How does that make them feel when they're out there? I, I remember years ago when my oldest son played soccer, Jonathan played soccer, we played at a facility that the dad owned, so the dad felt very uh, free to express himself at games. And I'll never forget this. We were, we were on the at upstairs. There's a second level where we're watching the soccer game. And the dad kept yelling that they were in fifth grade, fourth or fifth grade, if I remember correctly. The dad kept yelling at the son to go back, play, go back, and the coach was telling him to go forward. And in the middle of a play, the, the dad was standing about ten feet away from me. He wasn't cursing or yelling; he was just telling his son what, to, where to stand, where where to play. The son stopped and yelled up, "Dad, shut up! You're not the coach." And the dad turned as red as could be and turned to walk away. 
Didn't see him again the rest of the day. Good. Yeah. I was like, you know, everybody's like, oh, my God. You know, and watched it. The dad just was so embarrassed. Now, I don't know if I want to be in that car driving home that night, but I've, I, I, and, and, and the coach, who was a great guy, after the game, because I do what I do, and he's, he's a former Kansas City Comets player when he played on the team when I worked there, he came over to me and said, Andy, what should I do? I said, well, I, I think you should probably go talk to him. And he did. And then he called me a couple of days later and says, well, here's what happened. I went and talked to him. I said, look, I understand you've coached before. I understand, you know, you want your son, but let me coach your son during the games. When you yelled down there and, and he goes, you know what, to be honest with you, your son had said, I wish my dad would shut up several times. And he finally, he finally lost it and yelled at you. And I know it was embarrassing for both of you. But he goes, let me coach the games and you just watch. That's why, Drake, I always tell parents to bring some Tootsie Pops with them and suck on them during the game. All right, our phone number is 913-3810-810. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is Sports Psychology Hour. My topic today is this. Parental behavior at youth and high school sporting events. I'd like to hear from you if you're a coach or a referee, excuse me, if you're a referee or an umpire and you have been verbally attacked or abused at a game, what did you do? How did you handle it? Positively or negatively? And what do you think we should do? 913 is the number. Give me a call. Let's talk. We're on the Leader in Sports, Sports Radio 810 WHB. Good morning, everybody. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. I was born in Brooklyn, not a small town. But anyway, that's beside the point. Anyway, I'm here every Sunday morning, 7 to 8, talking about the mental side of sports. And my topic today is this. We're seeing a, a dramatic loss of umpires and referees at youth and high school sporting events. Why? Because of fans' behavior, parental behavior in the stands. Games are being canceled because there aren't enough referees and umpires around. Our phone number is 913-3810-810. I'd like to hear from you. We're getting some calls in on this topic, because I figured we would. And let's go first to Dave. Dave, good morning, sir. How are you? Good, thank you. Good. Yes, the best example I had of this was eight, oh, probably 19 years ago. My daughter was eight or nine years old on a team, and a parent was just completely out of line. The, uh, the referee there in the soccer allowed a few a few comments and said, "Hey, that's that's enough. I don't want any anymore." Another kept berating them. I don't want to hear anymore. And then the parent got completely out of line, and the the referee just turned to the coach and said, "We're done here. It's your call." And the coach just turned turned to the mother and said, "If you don't leave, the game's over." And I thought that was the best way to handle it. But did did she leave? She did absolutely, because literally every head turned towards her. Because <laughs> yeah. Because I was curious how they were going to solve it, because you can't physically remove somebody. I mean, I guess you could, but I don't think you have the, the authority to do that. But, yeah, he, the referee just finally said, Coach, what do you want to do here? Well, there are situations, Dave, where where the leagues will have, you know, a supervisor come around and, and tell somebody they have to leave. That that has but, happened but, before. But what if they don't? Well, then, you know, then the police <laughs> get called. I mean, it, that that's the whole reason I'm bringing this up. I mean, no, no, it's shocking. You're absolutely right. So I've got a question for you. So what is that? Is there some kind of mental deficiency we have with with parents and these fans now? How do people 
I never understood that. And thankfully, we were fairly fortunate most of the time with my kids' sports. But, I mean, these are rec sports. How, how do the parents become so just enraged? What What is that? Well, it's, with all my years of doing this and talking to so many people about this, I think it's two things. Number one, a lot of parents are trying to live their lives out through their kids. Vicariously? Yeah. Yeah. They're trying to live it, you know. My, you know, I didn't get to do this, so I'm going to do it through my kids. That's one. And two, some of these parents are messed up. I mean, psychologically, they've got problems. So, you know, there's a, there's a, you know, mental illness in this society is all over the place. And just because it's a youth sporting event doesn't mean it's immune. So, but I, 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 but I come back to the thing, and then I'll let you go and get some of these other callers. I come back to this whole issue. I think we have to have a program set up about adult behavior at these games. Yeah, I would agree. And I think just that they called a few games, like I'm assuming they would have if she would have kept going and hadn't removed. I think that's the best way to handle it because I would think that would change the behavior because the game's just over. I think the other parents get a little upset and, and have a conversation with the, the parents that's the problem. But I agree, there's no easy fix. All right, Dave. Well, thanks for your call, sir. You take care. Take care. Okay, bye-bye. All right, let's go next to Jerry. Jerry, good morning. Dr. Jacobs, how you doing? Are you talking to me? Yes, sir. I, I, okay, this is Jerry. Um, I don't know if this matters much, but when I was young, I'm 57 now, so when I when I was called on to do a referee in, here in St. Joe, um, I had to go referee a t-ball game. I was still young myself. A t-ball game, so that means yeah. they're how old? Six? I was like in Bronco League. Or whatever. So it was like Mustang and Bronco League. So I'm like between 12, 14 years old. And then I had to go do a t-ball game. So you don't have a lot of crowd around to watch it. But the funny thing is, is that the coach on one of the teams was my older brother and he had a kid on the team. So when I made a wrong call, I have my brother yelling at me, going off on me. And I stood by my call no matter what, but it was just, hilarious weird situation but i never wanted to be a referee after that if i got to deal with my own brother and that comes from well, did, did you did you talk weird. to your brother about that uh not really about that so much we were hunters together and stuff and he's always been around me but it was a weird scenario where i'm playing ball they wanted they needed referees you understand that so they hire us to go over and do the referee thing and then when i get in there I don't know what the deal was back then if it was just something we were all trained to be. If you're a coach and a referee makes the wrong call, you just got to lambast him or something like that. But then you got the same scenario where he's the coach of his son and my younger brother's team, t-ball team, or his kid's t-ball team or whatever. But it was just hilarious. Well, obviously that, that just getting yelled at turned you off whether it's your brother or not Listen yeah and i just i didn't have any interest in being a referee but i've called you about two or three times on different things and i appreciate you well thank you still being on and i hope you get some more callers in my well, story wasn't that great well we've got some thank you jerry take care of yourself appreciate it okay. okay let's go next to mark mark good morning are you there did we lose mark mark are you there oh i guess he's gone all right nine one three Three eight ten eight ten is our number. Nine one three three eight ten eight ten is the number. Here's the issue: youth sporting events, high school, are losing umpires, referees, and officials because of behavior of fans. So, what's the answer? 
you know, it's not it's a black and white answer. There's got to there's got to be some kind of way to handle this. We've still got plenty of time left. I'd like to hear from an official, an umpire, who decided I've had enough. I'm not doing it anymore. I'm tired of the abuse. I'm tired of the abuse I'm getting from the people in the stands. 913-3810 is the number. And when it has happened, what do you do? How do you handle it? I think they're, like I said, I for lack of, because there's a lack of any type of a program to deal with this, I think we need to set up some kind of a system with coaches and officials at leagues that say, all right, here's the deal. From now on, there's going to be, like I said, a rotating parent, a different parent at every game. Different parent who just supervises the other parents. Now, a lot of people say, come on, Doc, really? but why not? We've gotten to the point now where this behavior is ridiculous. And who gets hurt? It's the, the kid. kids want to go play a game. They don't want to go out there and listen to parents screaming at, out, out of the stands. You know, that's a big, big time issue. All right, 913 is the number. Let's go to the phones. Let's talk to Don. Don, good morning, Dr. Jacobs. How are you doing? Yes, this is along the same lines. And now that I'm a grandparent, I'm just wanting to make sure that I'm not doing wrong. Uh, my grandson has started soccer. And okay because they're starting not very good at it but his coach is real good in practicing on telling the kids that they're great and doing well and this is how you play and this is where you want to go and all this but because at game time he gets very quiet uh, I have a tendency to say hey number seven good play you know it's not even my grandson or 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 one of the or Landon good job Get after it, Landon, or something like that. Is that? We just lost it there. We just lost it, Don. All right. Um, is, I think what he was going to ask me is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. Yelling support at, at youth sporting events is fine. I don't think there's an issue with that. I mean, what we're talking about is being abusive, yelling at the officials, the umpires, or, or the other team, whatever. That's the stuff I'm talking about here. If you want to sit there and be supportive, that's great. Kyle, who do we have on, on the line here? Mark, you're on the air. Go ahead. How are you doing? Mark, are you there? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Go ahead. Okay, yeah, and uh, Greensboro, North Carolina, soccer was huge. We were down there for a while. And um, what we had in, in play was um, uh, field marshals. So and my kids played, but I volunteered to be field marshal at certain games. And at one time I had like 10 fields, whereas referees would report to me if there was any problems. And we had a uh, two Marines, the Camp Lejeune was playing against Cherry Point, and this might be a problem. And I kind of hung around, hung around. Finally, this youth, a referee comes up and tells me that we've got a man over there with a camera dropping the F-bomb in the first half. Like, oh, Christ. Anyway, so I go over there. Wait, what, hold on, hold on. What age is this? What age are these kids? Girls are U twelve. Okay. So I go over there, and, and the uh, he sees me coming. He tries to hide amongst his parents, and he's a big man. He could have whipped my butt in five seconds. I'm a little nervous. I go. Well, are you going over there to get in a fight? 
I don't know what's going to happen. I've got a little field marshal thing metal hanging around my neck, but that might not mean anything to a Marine. So I walk up to him and go, sir, we've had reports. He goes, who the F are you? I go, I'm just a field marshal here, but we have reports of you cursing in the first half. What in the hell? I said, sir, we can call the police right now, or you can do what I want you to do. What is that? I said, and you're supposed to ride their bumpers out of the complex, is what I've been told. And I thought, let's give this guy a break. I said, if you'll just come with me to the parking lot, then uh, you can calm down. Anyway, he follows me after I threatened him with the police. And uh, so that was in the first half. In the second half, I'm feigning and I'm picking up trash near where he's watching through the, uh, the fence in the parking lot, probably 200 yards away from the field. And as I'm approaching him, I kind of said out of the side of my mouth, how's everything going, sir? This is a bunch of... Uh, you can guess what he said next. I thought, you know what? I was going to let him in, but he's still hot under the collar to hell with him. <laughs> but anyway, I thought that was a good system, the field marshal thing. Well, um, sounds like you were a little bit scared there. Oh, yes, I was scared. Yeah. And, and punch me or see, and, and so what happened, though, this guy was out of control for a long enough period of time that, you know, his adrenaline was flowing and maybe the alcohol. Who knows? But anyway, that's why we've got to have a system to address this stuff from the beginning, not wait till it gets out of control. All well, right. they did have a system in Greensboro where all the parents and all the coaches would have to watch these films talking about how to behave. This is, you know, this is the 90s. All the coaches, because I coached Little League softball, I coached Greensboro and soccer and this and that, but you had to watch all these films. But, you know, people get carried away, and what are you going to do? Well, what you're going to do, that's why I'm bringing up the suggestion I've got. We've got to come up with a system. All right, Mark, thank you for your call, sir. Thank you, sir. You stay safe. All right, let's go next to Chad. Chad, good morning, Dr. Jacobs. How you doing? Dr. Jacobs, sensitive topic for sure. And I'm a father of three. I've got two older kids <clears throat> that are past youth sports, and now I'm, we, we've got a younger one, too. He's 11, fifth grade. And the, the thing that drives me crazy about whether it's coaches or parents on the umpires or referees is that my, then my son thinks it's okay to act like that. And I, I, it makes my skin crawl. So I, I don't, I don't know what the answer is. I sit, well, I let sit me, let me ask down. you, what are you, what are you saying to your son? He knows darn good and well that if I, that he's not to respond that way, but you know, it was a foul. It wasn't a foul. You know, we have a we we make eye connection, and then we'll talk about it after the game if it's you know if his response wasn't a healthy response. And in, in he's good now, but it's just all man, right. So I, so I let me ask you. Let me ask you. I sit down at the you know I sit away from these people. You know. And, so let me ask this question: the the. Suggestion, excuse me. The suggestion I'm bringing up about there needs to be a a game plan set up and a rotating parent every game, different parent every game, sort of supervises the other parents, mm-hmm. just watches. Mm-hmm. And if there's a parent out of control, they go to the coach. The coach calls timeout. The coach has to come over and say something. Yeah, I, th- and then the second, in the second, excuse me, and then the second time they have to come up and say something, they're ejected. What's your thought on that? I have no issues with that whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, we've got to do something. Well, listen, Chad, thanks for your call, sir. And All right. Thank you. Good, good luck with your son. Thank, Thank you. you. All right. Bye-bye. 
You know, I'm here every week from 7 to 8 a.m. Try to bring up topics that I think would be of interest. Obviously, this is, I knew we'd get calls on this because this affects everybody. You know, I saw this too many times watching my kids grow up. And when my older son was playing rec ball, there was a dad on his team who never sat in the stands. He sat out in right field, stood out in right field. And I overheard someone asking his wife, why why come your husband never sits here? She goes, because he's lost it too many times. And I've told him, either you stand out there and be quiet or you're not coming because you've hurt our kid. 913-3810-810 is the number. I hope you enjoyed the show. Want to get a hold of me? Lots of ways you can reach me. My website is winnersunlimited.com. Send me an email at drj at winnersunlimited.com. Give me a call at my office, 816-561-5556. Our shows are on all the podcast apps. They're on my website. Start listening to them. Tell people to listen to this. We need to do something about this. Take care. Be safe. We'll talk to you next Sunday here in the Leader in Sports, Sports Radio 810 WHP.